everyone, this is George Kuros with the Innovators Mindset Podcast. I'm really glad you could join me again here today. And in this episode, I'm going to talk about why relationships are so important, why they're so crucial and at the core of what we do, but also give you some ideas on some really simple things that you can do to um, build those relationships in school. And I'm not just talking about students, but how we think we interact with our staff as well. And when I say easy ideas, um, I don't want to ever downplay how amazingly hard education is, how tough it is every single day, how emotionally wearing it can be. But they're simple ideas. And I think that when we have some simple ideas, they can, there's something, a couple of things that we might be able to implement. And I'm going to share these 10 ideas. This is based on a blog post I wrote uh, years ago. But when you look at these ideas, what would happen if you implemented two of the 10 or maybe five of the 10? And what would that impact in your students and their learning and not only only their learning, but how they deal with one another. And in Innovate Inside the Box, I talk about why relationships are at the core of what we do in education and really how that's an investment of time that we put into our students, we put into each other, and it actually gets better results. And why this is so crucial, this is so important to the work that we do, is if you think about what you do as a professional, what you do working with colleagues. When we trust one another, when we have those relationships, we tend to really go a lot further ourselves and as teams. But when there's this lack of trust, when there's always there a butting of heads, there's always these issues, this often leads to a lot of time lost because we're we're trying to feel each other out. We're trying to figure out, are you doing this for the right things? And so when we build those relationships with our students, it's an investment of time that we, we can we can really get back tenfold. And although relationships are at the core of what we do, they're not everything that we do. There's so many things. I think a lot of times I get frustrated when I hear, you know, educators talk about relationships constantly, but really don't talk about learning. But the reality of it is that we can't do effective learning unless we build a relationship. But if we build a relationship, we can go a a lot further. And it doesn't mean that, you know, it doesn't mean that you can't learn from people you don't have relationships from. If we're open to learning, we can learn even in bad situations. But we can go so much further with them. And I'm going to start off by reading this tweet from Heather Thompson Day. And this really shook me. I remember seeing this tweet and this is what she says. I had a student who was late to class come up to me afterward. I'm sorry I was late, he said. My mom died this morning and I didn't know where where to go, so I came here. And that was the day I decided to treat every single student as if I had no idea what they're going through. And that really shook me, that, that tweet that, you know, sometimes our students, they're upset. And they're not upset with us. They're upset with something that happened, something, you know, that, you know, we might not even be handled ourselves. And they're actually coming to us for safety. They're coming to, you know, be cared about. And what I love is that I saw this tweet and about within 24 hours, I saw this other tweet by a, a teacher named David Terrio. He's from California. He does amazing stuff and following his work forever. And he said this, after 25 years of teaching, I realized that my favorite thing to say when a, student's, when a student walks in late is this, I'm glad you're here. And think about that reaction of a student when they hear something like that, how powerful that can be and and how they know that they're really welcome and warm. And that's something I always say about my own daughter is that I have no idea how academically gifted she'll be because I know she's already smart, which I think a lot of our, when you actually separate the two, that some of our kids that the smart are the smartest in our classrooms. They're not necessarily academically gifted, but they're, they're very intelligent. And we have to look for that intelligence. And I can't really control how academically gifted she is. 
and but I know that schools can can actually control how she's welcome in the morning, how she feels when she comes in. Does she believe her contributions are sorely missed if she missed a day of school? Those are all things that we can control. And when I listened to David, when I read David's tweet, I thought it was really fascinating. Here, you know, about that the saying, "I'm glad you're here when a student walks in late," because I've seen and I've actually experienced this myself. Being late as a high school student, I remember getting in trouble for being late and then being sent to the office to get a late slip, which actually made me more late. I missed more class. I also I saw that almost as an incentive that hey, if I if I actually come late, they're gonna make me miss a lot more of class. So this is actually a really good thing. But that welcoming where people want you feel you want to be there, there's something really powerful about this. And this is not just about creating this warm, fuzzy feeling. There's actually research that backs up the idea of why relationships are so important. These little things we can do that can have a big payoff. In Innovate Inside the Box, I talk about some research that I read about simply greeting students positively at the door. It actually showed that academic engagement increased by 20 percentage points while they saw a decrease of 9 percentage points in disruptive behavior. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of ways we can get studies to show the things that we want, but just think of it this way. If you feel welcome into the classroom, and it's not simply about doing academically well, there's, there's so much more to this. In a time of education where we're talking about taking risks, trying new things, being uncomfortable, being, you know, being messy with our learning, when we create that culture where people feel welcome and warm, where they feel trusted, where they feel valued, they're going to go way further. So this goes beyond academics. We can show you studies that you know back this up, why this is important. But I think it's about something more. It's not just about having students do well in school. It's 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 changing their trajectory, getting them to do things that more than what they could have done without our our time together with them in education. So I'm going to share these ideas that I wrote about in this blog post. I'm just going to give you some quick uh, examples and thoughts. And so the first one I'm going to talk about is the idea of greeting kids at the door, which I just referenced. And I want you to think about this, the, the first days of school, when everyone comes back and it's an incredible experience. I've actually seen schools where they've had bands greeting kids and think about how wonderful they feel through that experience. And then we have to see teachers outside their classrooms, everyone's out greeting kids and they feel so warm and welcome. But what about the second week? And what about the third week? Because I'm telling you that when we have those experiences, when we have those times with our kids, when they see that we're just excited to see them in the morning, it changes the trajectory of the day. And I know that we're really busy in education and how hard that is and how tough that can be. But I want you to think of it this way. If I'm proactive with these interactions, there's way less disruption than I'm dealing with in my classroom. That if I see a kid that's maybe struggling in the morning when I see them first thing and I have a quick conversation with them, changes their their mood. I'm, I'm dealing with less disruptive behavior. But I actually, you know, once I get into the, the busyness of the day, there could be all these interactions, all these things I have to deal with because I didn't take that time. And so I actually really see this as an investment of time. And just simply greeting kids at the door can make a huge difference in, in not only their day, but your day. So the second one I'll talk about is playing music to liven up the day. Now, this is different in every context, how what music we play. If we play music, we, you have to know your students. But the reason I bring this up is I've walked into a lot of professional learning um, opportunities. And I've seen the days where there's no sound at all, and it's kind of mellow and quiet. 
Then I've seen the elevator music day where it's almost, it's, I'd rather quiet because it's such terrible music. And then I've seen the interaction where music is pumping, it's got a good beat, and people are excited, and it just totally changes the classroom and how we get excited about the day, how we, how we do this. So music can really bring a smile the first thing in the morning, can really make a, can really make a, a day change for our, our kids and, and how they look at the day. So maybe just think about asking kids, like, hey, what's a playlist? And obviously it's got to be school appropriate. What's a school playlist of things you'd want to hear first thing in the morning or, you know, at recess? And, and what would that actually change? The next one is to go out of your way to make your first interactions positive. And as a principal, I, I would spend a ton of my time at recess just hanging out in the hallways, talking to kids, getting to know them, having good conversations. Because I know that at some point, some of these students would be sent to the office for whatever thing that happened that day. And the worst thing I could ever say to a kid is, what's your name again? And so what I did is I made sure I went out and talked to kids, went out and greeted them, went and talked to them, and, and would just... Try to make them smile because I know that if I could do that, we build that relationship. When some of the bad stuff happens, when some of the stuff that we have to deal with is negative, it actually makes it much more powerful. And they, it's just, you know, it's maybe the, the parent guilt thing. I, I'd rather, it's a lot harder for a kid when they feel an adult is disappointed than when they're upset. And if you build that relationship, they can feel that. So just go to your way to do that. Now, the, the next idea is to call parents early. And when I talk about calling parents early, because this will make your life way easier. At the beginning of the year, do we actually take time to talk to the parents of our community and share something really valuable with their kid and create an anti-anxiety where they're getting a phone call? Because I know that as a principal, when I call parents, you can just feel the anxiety and nervousness in their voice when they're talking to you. And why that really mattered to me was because I didn't want it to always be a negative call. So I'd actually go out of my way as not only a, a principal, but a teacher to say like, hey, you're, I, I talked with your kid today and they just told me this, just so awesome. And I just want to let you know, because I don't want every, I don't want any call to be just negative. I want to show how much I value your kid in my class. And I'll tell you that that first call, again, can save you a ton of time when something does go wrong. And just, just let them know that they, they, you care about their kid can, can, make such a, an, can make such a difference for the entire year. The next idea is to have ideas what you're going to do, but tailor to the suits in front of you. We have to be flexible in our classrooms, right? That we, we teach content. You know, but ultimately, first and foremost, we teach kids. So you might have a, a great lesson plan but there's things that might go wrong or there might be things that are really current that we need to talk about and so when we when we focus on what's happening in the lives of our kids and we start shifting our our teaching to that it can really make a difference to their kids because they know that it's not just about the content the curriculum to get through it's that we're really trying to help our kids become better the next one is a little bit controversial and i'll tell you why is designing the classroom with your students the reason it's controversial is I know this as an educator that we are we never complain about having too much time. It's the opposite. You know, we're always short on time. And one of the suggestions I've made with teachers is why not have students not decorate your classroom? Do not come in two weeks early. Don't spend all that time decorating your classroom. Why not actually have your classroom bare and come in that first day and and actually decorate the classroom with your kids. And why this is so powerful is because 
when we say things like this is our classroom, but it's only my stuff that is up on the walls, it's really not our classroom. It's, it's my classroom. You just get to be a part of it for this year. But when kids see themselves on the walls, they see themselves represented in, in, in how we decorate it. And you as a teacher, maybe having your own space to decorate this. Now, obviously, there's things that you know help us with our teaching and learning that we have to pay attention to. But think of not only the time you save here, but think about the ownership of the classroom that students have if we give them that opportunity. And I challenge you, if you do this, I'd love to hear about it. Tweet me or share with me an email because I've had a few people take that risk and do that. And they say it's just been a tremendous opportunity and just a, a tremendous start to the year and something that they've done throughout and just really powerful. The next one is to find out the passions of each student and tap into them. And I've shared this, uh, and you can Google this, uh, five questions ask your students to begin th to start the, the year. And one of the questions is, what are you passionate about? So you know that I love basketball as a student. Are there ways that you can bring in basketball into what I'm doing? So that it's not just about the curriculum, but I, is there ways I could do that meaningful? So I, I have to read a book, there's curriculum, there's certain requirements that I have to cover in English class. But if I could get a student to read about basketball because they love it, can I cover those requirements and still really tap into the passions of our kids? And I think that when you know the passions of your kids, it's not about always finding ways to connect them, but it starts to show that this is more, again, than just about uh, content. The next one is to find out their dreams and, and try to help them move closer to those goals. So I know that my daughter already knows she wants to be a dancer and she also wants to be a doctor. And knowing those things about your kids, can we actually help our kids uh, find material, find information, have conversations? Why did, how did you get to that point? How did you get there? But really seeing school as a stepping stone to something so much bigger, but also that we're a part of that journey with our kids, I think can be really uh, powerful. The next one is to have them ask questions every single day and help them find those answers. One of the, a really simple thing I saw a teacher do that I thought was really powerful. They had a Google form check-in for the beginning of the day. So what the students would do is they would actually write in the Google form and it was kind of like an attendance thing. And they just say, you know, put their name and they would say, well, like, what's one big question that you have today? What's one big question that you think about? And actually starting off having kids not necessarily do a riddle, but to say like, hey, here's something I want to know about and actually look at ways they can explore and figure that out. And I thought that Google form idea was just beautiful because it actually took, you know, it was covering something they actually had to do for attendance wise, but it also helped them learn something that the kid was interested in and actually got them to be really focused on becoming problem finders, not only like problem solvers. And the last one's going to sound a little hokey, but it's probably the most important one is to just love them. I know as a parent, I, I want to feel that any kid, any school my kid, any kid, any well, I guess any kid too, but any school my kid goes to, that they're going to be appreciated, they're going to be valued, that the, the principal is going to know their name, not because they're in trouble, but because they're part of their school, and that they're going to be cared for during that day. And I'll tell you personally that academics is so secondary to knowing my kid loves going to school, knowing my kid feels valued, knowing my kid is cared for in that school. And I feel that when you have that genuine care for the students in our classrooms, it's gonna make everything easier. And just one last story I'll share with you because I know how powerful this is. I remember 
listening to the student and she's just finished high school and I talk about the concept of school teacher and classroom teacher and I'll, I'll dive into this in a later episode but really really school teacher all that I mean by that is that every kid in our school is, is our kid that we don't just have to teach them directly but they're in our school they're part of our, our community we care about them and I listened to this young lady and she shared this really powerful story that she had for four years had dealt with suicidal thoughts, depression. And she said this, and it's hard to tell the story because it just, it really shook me. She said the one thing that kept her alive every day was not just a, was a teacher who never taught her a class ever, who, who uh, never ever had her as a, had her as a student, would greet her every single morning in the hallway and say hi to her and call her by her name. And she said that teacher doing that every morning just changed her mood. And not only did every day he, he did that make her day better, she said he saved her life. And I'll never forget that about how, how valued that kid felt by that teacher who never taught her, who went out of his way to know her name, to address her. And how big of an impact it can have, and what that led to. And I've, I, I've, I saw this young woman and the success she's had. And just to think about that teacher, I hope he knows that impact. I hope that story was shared not only with myself and the group of educators I was with that day, but also that teacher, because those are the stories that stick with us. And so I shared those ideas just to give you some thought. And like I said earlier, like what's, what's one of these things that could make a difference? So hopefully you found something useful here and here's what i'm gonna challenge you with this week take one or two of these ideas try them for the entire week just just focus on them and see the results talk about that how did it actually change the culture of your classroom how did it actually help with learning and just focus on that and if you could and you don't have to do this i would love to hear about it tweet me share it on instagram share a story i'd love to hear about it because i know these these little moments like i said they're investments and you will get so much back from taking that time to, to build a connection with your kids that it can make all the difference like i said not only for our students but for the work that we do finding that purpose and that meaning every single day thank you for all you do i hope you have a wonderful day hope you have a wonderful week take care bye-bye Song. What I do ain't